And the Browns are headed to the jungle. Cincinnati take on the Bengals Sunday. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Fleur-Jancic. This is the Doghouse. Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation Dogs by Nature. How you doing, everybody? We're feeling good because the Buckeyes, we're recording this on the Saturday afternoon. Buckeyes getting ready to wrap up their debut victory over Nebraska. It was a little dicey at first, Matt, but boy, I'll tell you, before we get to the Brown stuff, Justin Fields, that first touchdown pass, or maybe it was the second, I forget. They racked him up. Uh, but the one where he looked off the safety, then went back to the same spot as the receiver ran the uh, post pattern, and it was placed perfectly. I was like, damn, dude, that's an NFL throw to me. And that was a deep ball. That was really good. That, that guy could go second overall next to Trevor Lawrence this year. Yeah. Uh, for light, latest projections I've seen is him going third with Lance going second. And I'm very interested to see how this season plays out because Lance only has that one game. Uh, and it wasn't a really stellar game uh, this uh, earlier this season where his field is going to have a, a wider – um, a field of uh, sample size. So they're going to be able to, uh, I think, scout him a little better. So I wouldn't be surprised if he slid up a spot and went number two. But I think Lawrence is far and away the number one overall pick. Oh, yeah. Well, well, for, for Lance, doesn't he sort of give you the vibe of a Josh Allen, Carson Wentz type, sort of small Midwestern school, you know, has the intangibles, but not necessarily the competition level. Like, I'm sort of getting that type of vibe from him. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that assessment. I mean, North Dakota State is the best team in their division. But, yeah. again, they're not playing the top flight Division Division One schools. They're not playing Ohio State. They're yeah. not playing Clemson. They're not playing uh, anybody out of the SEC. That's just not what they do. No. No, so hey, you know what? Hey, good, good to have Buckeye football back. That's great, even if it is only for eight games. All right, folks, let's get to it. We uh, well, we didn't have a victory Monday after that Steelers game, Matt. You know what? I got sick on like Monday night, like head cold. But I swear it was that Browns loss. It just did me in. It drained the emotion, all the the it, it, everything good in my immune system just drained out of me. And I'm getting over it now. You know, so if I start hacking or something, uh, bear with us, folks. But Boy, uh, that was, to put a quick, quick bow, I do not want to relive that. That was as ugly as it gets. Pittsburgh was better on every single level. And um, you just hope that the Browns take that, use it as fuel, and even if Cincinnati comes out starting well, they don't get down on themselves too soon because you got to win this game. No question about it, Andy. This is about as must-win in terms of trying to get back some of the momentum you lost. They lost a ton of momentum when they went into Pittsburgh. But the last time they got the doors blown off by an AFC North Division team, they played the Cincinnati Bengals yeah. in a close game yeah. and pulled it out. They did. Um, so this kind of puts it on a tee that this thing could happen again. And then you look at what's coming after that and – you know, it's not inconceivable that the Browns could rattle off another winning streak here if they get their stuff right and they play the game they're supposed to play against Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you got the Raiders after this and then the bye week. So this is – you're so right, though. It's it's deja vu. Um, the Browns played Cincinnati, Thursday night football, won at 35-30. Uh, Joe Burrow showcased himself. Now, the difference now, the Joe Burrow had his best pro game 
statistically versus Cleveland. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, 300-plus yards. Now, he has four total 300-plus yard games, but he hasn't thrown a passing touchdown in his last two. He ran one in last week. So this is is interesting, Matt, in that, okay, what are we going to see from the Bengals without, let's get to the notable injuries here, without Joe Mixon, with a questionable offensive line, and with a defensive front on the D-line that is as banged up and civ-like against the run like no other team in football, even like the Jets. So, boy, if this is a get-right game for Kareem Hunt and the Browns running game, uh, if, if you don't take advantage of this, I don't know what, you, what, what you're thinking. Yeah, this is the game that they need to get back on track. Um, the Bengals are just beaten up, and this is the type of game that the old Browns would have thought they could walk away with and then find a way to lose. Yeah. If they want to prove that 4-2 and two isn't as fluky as people give them credit for because they've gotten blasted by the Ravens and Steelers, this is the game that they need to start it. They need to come out here and finish an opponent that they know they should should beat going away. If they can do that, I believe they're, they've turned some kind of corner. And, yes, I know the Bengals aren't where – they used to be or where they should and could be but that's still a very uh it's still a team with a lot of talent on it Mm -hmm. Uh, enough talent that if you take them for granted they're gonna find a way to burn you yeah and yeah i i this is the type of game that the old browns would have lost so this new browns that they keep saying that they are they better win it well and that's what they did in week two so can they do it again this is, and, and this case, Matt, for the Bengals, they're not an easy out. As you said, they have enough talent. A.J. Green woke up after just, just embarrassing himself on that, that two weeks ago where he let an interception pass. He just ran away from the ball. So what does A.J. Green do? You got Tyler Boyd. You got T. Higgins in there. Uh, Gio Bernard is going to be the lead back. He doesn't scare me in between the tackles, but he can catch out of the backfield and go. And Joe Burrow threw in that week two game 61 times, and he leads the NFL in pass attempts. So we know, and the Browns know, that the Bengals under Zach Taylor are super one-dimensional. They're going to throw the ball. They're going to throw it a lot. And if they get down or get picked off, they're going to keep on throwing it, Matt. Yeah. I mean, the formula is pretty simple That's for it. them. They're going to trust and ride with the guy that they spent the number one overall pick on in Joe Burrow. And they're going to try to let him uh, throw their way out of trouble. And, the kid has the arm to do it. That's the scary part. Sure if you're does. a defensive coordinator, yeah, they can drop back 67 times and you can send the house after him and he's still going to find a way to make some plays. You just have to minimize what those plays are. If you let him get too loose, then then the floodgates start to open and then bad things happen after that. Yeah. Well, and and that's it, right? And we saw he can be squirrely. He can run around and, and stuff like that. For the Browns, you do get Ronnie Harrison back. Last time we saw him pick six in Indianapolis. That's good. Uh, Carl Joseph or Kevin Johnson, I believe, is questionable. They're, they're starting to get a little healthier, really. They're, they're starting to work their way back. Mac Wilson, another game knocking off the rest. He should be close to capacity. And, and this will be a, a case where you throw that much, you're going to turn the ball over. And Joe Burrow also has been sacked more times than any quarterback. So the opportunity is going to be there for Miles Garrett as well. Uh, for the Browns, injury-wise, Leading the way Friday, uh, tight end Austin Hooper, emergency appendectomy, getting his appendix out. So he's going to be gone for at least this game, obviously, maybe next, depending. And uh, yeah, we're, it's always good news when that type of thing is caught, Matt. You never, uh, 
Those are scary and kind of pop up. But Austin Hooper's out. That means it's David Njoku and Harrison Bryant at tight end. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a showcase game for Njoku. This might be the game that helps him get traded. Yeah, hey. (laughs) If he goes out and he shows shows any kind of ability to make plays, this could be their opportunity to say, hey, his stock's never going to get higher. Maybe we can get a fifth-round pick out of somebody um, that's guaranteed instead of conditional. And go from there because I, I don't know that he's the right fit for the culture with all the, the whining and complaining that's yeah. coming out, whether his agents still requesting a trade, whether he still wants out, whether this or that. Football teams, good football teams don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Exactly. And unfortunately, the Browns are, are still kind of working their way up to become that team that doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, I, and that's that's a great point. Like, if the chief balls out, you know, I, now now fifth round pick, you know, okay, I, you know, you you get that, you can turn that into a serviceable player. I wonder, Matt, and it all depends. There's too many contract situations to sort of guess, but I wonder too if you look at maybe it it could be a player for player type of deal, which isn't always uh, the most common thing in the National Football League, but maybe the Browns could amp up get get a nice linebacker or or safety piece not a, a stud starter or anything like that but maybe a nice depth spot with some upside too who knows yeah i mean if they can figure out a way to get a linebacker or a safety out of this situation that'd be fantastic that'd be ideal but you know at, th- at this point i just don't know that he's a fit anymore and they need to mm. just try and move on from him not to say take nothing for him but get the best deal you can, whether that's a future pick or a player that can help you right now. Just get the deal done and move on with life. This way everybody gets the yeah. what they want. He gets to go be the, the star tight end that he thinks he can be for somebody else, and the Browns get rid of the headache. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, and for the running game, Kareem Hunt. Be interesting to, interesting to see who gets the secondary snaps because we were all – you know, Dernis Johnson, that one game. And then for for whatever, if if you blame the opposing defenses, whatever the case, he hasn't done anything since. I wonder if it's Johnson, if it's Hilliard, who had a couple big runs at the end of the Pittsburgh game, who were softening up at that point. Um, but I wonder who's behind that. Yeah. With Kareem Hunt sort of still, he's going to play, but he's still not 100%. He's got some nagging injuries here and there. Right. Um it's a very good question. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to play out, to be honest with you. Uh, I would think the Ernest would have the the upper hand in terms of getting those secondary carries because he's proven that he can move the ball uh, in a game that wasn't completely out of reach yet. So I think my my vote would be to go with him, but who knows what uh, what this Browns team uh, has in store for us. Well, and Matt, what the game plan is going to be for Kevin Stefanski? Because Baker's confidence, you see in the Zoom calls, looks like he's down in the dumps, you know? And there was a video went around, he's still sort of wincing, throwing the ball. So I wonder what type of game plan. I would hope, and Stefanski seems, he's, he's proven that he's not one to get necessarily carried away with the pass like we've seen so many other coaches in the past. So I hope it's still, look, Bengals can't stop the run. Keep running until they prove you can. If Kareem Hunt me and, and Dearness Johnson get a, a, a boatload of carries, go for it. But I wonder how much they're going to have Baker Mayfield throw the ball. 
um, if they're going to try anything different on the rollouts or, or whatever. That This will be interesting because Baker's confidence seems shaken. Yeah, he, he does in a sense, but he's still that brash young kid that they took with the number one overall pick. I don't really worry too much about his confidence. I worry about his frustration levels mm. uh, more so. I, I think he's always going to believe that he can make the plays that he needs to. The the rub comes in when he lets the, the negativity not get in his head in the normal sense, but just get him too amped up where he's out to prove a point and then tries to do too much. Right, right. That has to go to a point. Ultimately, you do it for yourself, you do it for your team, and you block out the outside noise. Right, Easier said than done, of course, but... Um, that'll be something. Odell, right? Wanting the ball more. It, it, it comes with a loss. But Matt, let's take a moment here and say like four and two. Okay. Now take whatever wins you want. We went through two full seasons with one victory show. One. I like, Hey, Browns fans, we're, we're all passionate, but let's remember that we're four and two. You're two games above 500. You're right in the thick of it. If the playoffs are starting today, you have a wild card spot. Remember the one in 31. I'm still feeling pretty good. I agree. I'm right there with you. Yeah, the two haven't looked great. And the four, you know, have been a little sketchy at times, but it's still four victories. This team had six all last year. So they have a chance before they go on bye week to equal what Freddie Kitchens was able to accomplish in his one year as a head coach. So. Yeah, the sky isn't falling, and I'm yes, I'm stealing a line from offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt, but it's true. It was one bad game. It was a really bad game. You flush it after you learn from it, and then you move on and you get ready to go against the Bengals. And I've heard a lot of talk in this last week from the coaches that leads me to believe that they're ready to move on. I think the players were asked a ton of questions about last week and had to address them, but I think they're ready to move on too because they know, look, you know, four and two is right in the thick of it. And regardless of if their quarterback thinks it feels like oh and six, um, their defense, their star defensive players said, Hey, you know, we're four and two. We've been a lot worse at this point in a lot of years. And now we have an opportunity to go get back on the right side of one. And I like that mindset from Miles Garrett. I really do. I think that's going to be what helps this team get going in the positive direction again. And let's hope he has a big day again uh, with that. And Matt, when we, before we get to our, our official predictions and everything, the national comments on Baker Mayfield, can he, can he be a franchise quarterback? Is he, I wonder what the leash is not necessarily even, directly performance based, but he's clearly not a hundred percent in this game. Like would it have to be an absolute disaster for him to get pulled for case Keenum or obviously get hurt? Like, do you see any, any scenario where, you know, if, if we see a similar type of performance, like we saw in the first half in Pittsburgh, that Stefanski has a quicker hook. Yeah, I think the hook is a lot shorter than one would expect for a guy with Baker's pedigree who was taken so highly in the draft. And I don't think it's all performance based. I think they're really going to try to protect him. And if that offensive line um, has another game like they did against the Steelers, I think it's going to be 
very difficult to watch him take four quarters of punishment, especially if the offense isn't particularly moving the ball that well. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why running the ball is going to be extra important. They're still Browns are still the league leaders in rushing yards per game. You got to run the football. Hopefully, Kareem Hunt, again, uh, can shake off whatever nagging injuries and, and just sort of have has his full breath back now in workload form from having that lengthy absence into last year. Um, but they're going to need this. Like, the run game, Matt, I, 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 we, it's obvious that it's important, but I think it's extra important with how Bakers, and the Bengals are going to know that. Bad D-line or not, you still got NFL players. They could, they could just try stacking the box and forcing the Browns to throw the ball. No question they can do that. Honestly, they, they can really go after him and tee off on him, even if they are hurt. But if they know it's a passing down, yeah. they can send a house after him and, he, and, and get to him. That's it, right? So it's going to be an interesting game. It's not a cakewalk. It's a definitely a winnable game. If, if we don't have a Victory Monday show, uh, this, this, is, this is not good. But we could be 5-2 and two after that. So let's see, Matt. Let's see what we're going to think. What do we think? the Browns record will be. Give me your official prediction and score Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern in Cincinnati, Paul Brown Stadium, Cleveland versus the Bengals. 31-27. Good guy. boy. There you go. Okay, so last time it was 35-30. Let me think here. I'm going to say I think it's a little bit, maybe a little bit lower scoring. I'm going to say 28-24 Browns. And Browns are favored by three points, by the way. Um if you're keeping track on, on the spread. So they would they would cover that and, and win straight up. Uh, so I'll say 28-24 is my official prediction. Let us know yours on Twitter at AndyMC81, at MattFleurJancic, Instagram at AndyMCSports, at MattFlowSports. And Matt, you're putting out a ton of good content, man. You got at the Medina Gazette. You got it on uh, WordPress on your blog too, right? Yes, sir. Uh, MattFleurJancic52 dot wordpress.com i uh, tweet all of my links to my stories and uh yeah just a passion for football what can i say yeah it's really good dude yeah on your facebook as well like it's uh definitely worth checking out to get ready for the battle of ohio part number two so matt and i both think the browns are going to win let us know what you think and matt hey man let's hope we're talking again on monday i look forward to it buddy i very much do i love victory monday oh, so good so good. You know, I was going to come in with the Buckeyes plan. I was going to come in with Hang On Sloop, and I was like, nope, that is our Victory Monday song for this year. So, or our Victory Friday, whatever day they're playing song. So I, I held off on Hang On Sloopy. So hopefully we're playing that Monday too. Uh, good stuff, my man. Have a, good, have a good time watching the game. We'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good, Andy. All right. There he is, Matt Florjancic. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to The Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation, Dogs by Nature.